0: FLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3, Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT, Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando.
1: Good Friday morning to you here. You're up right and early with us at 6 o'clock, just in time, for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger.
2: And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, the Democrats take two. Details in one minute.
1: And we'll hear lots from the Democrats, and we'll chart the rising and falling stars in the party next. And good morning, Orlando.
2: 601 on News Radio 93.1. The second Democratic presidential debate is history. Last night in Miami, California Senator Kamala Harris challenged former Vice President Joe Biden over his support for busing and comments about working with segregationists.
3: It was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two. United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country.
4: Biden defended his record on civil rights. I was a public defender. I didn't become a prosecutor. I came out I left a good law firm to become a public defender when in fact when in fact when in fact my city was in flames because of the the uh, assassination of dr king
2: california congressman eric swalwell used biden's own words to say it's time for him to move on
5: joe biden was right when he said it was time to pass the torch to a new generation of americans 32 years
4: ago he's still right today
2: also during the debate south bend indiana mayor pete Buttigieg defended his recent handling of a police-involved shooting and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders aggressively pushed for Medicare for all. And lots more sound
1: coming up in an extended version of that compelling exchange on race between Harris and
2: Biden. All right, bud, this news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Orange Osceola state attorney is announcing a new policy on drug crimes that divides them into three categories. Aramis Ayala says those accused of level one possession of drug paraphernalia or marijuana will have their charges dismissed after taking a one-hour class. Those charged with Level 2 possession of drugs like heroin and um, and others will have their charges dropped if they don't get arrested for six months and perform community service. Those who don't adhere to Level 2 will be moved to Level 3 and participate in drug court or a pre-trial diversion program.
1: As I see it, you got another liberal going soft on crime. If I had room for it, we'd talk about it this morning. We'll talk about it on Monday.
2: A standoff is over in Titusville and police say it ended yesterday afternoon with an apparent suicide. Officers went to the 4700 block of Coconut Drive after a report of shots fired. They were trying to talk with a homeowner, but police posted news of the apparent suicide on Facebook in the afternoon. The U.S. women's soccer team looks to advance to the
6: World Cup semifinals with a win today. The U.S. was handed their first challenge of this Women's World Cup in a 2-1 win over Spain, letting up their first goal of the tournament. Now they get ready to face host nation France today to keep their repeat bid alive. U.S. head coach Jill Ellis says a close call won't faze her players.
3: You want to feel that, that this is a, a changing moment that you're in, and I think that that's part of what they're really good at in terms of embracing that moment.
6: France is coming off a 2-1 win over Brazil, looking to advance to the semifinals for the second time in the last three World cups the u.s and france square off at 3 p.m eastern you can catch this match on fox matt napolitano fox news wfla
2: news time 604 nasa releases a spectacular photo of an erupting volcano you can find that pic online at wflaorlando.com. like us on facebook follow us on twitter at wfla orlando The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 till 6 p.m. News Radio 93.1.
1: Good morning, Orlando. Budheading are Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Lots of debate talk, but lots of other things to talk about as well. Alan set the table for what I think might be a debate game changer. I think Kamala Harris, um, the senator, uh, or, 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 the, or the candidate from from California who's a prosecutor by profession, uh, really, her stock's going way up, and I think she exposed Joe Biden as, uh, as being the aging uh, candidate who has lost something off his fastball, and others exposed him that way as well. But let's listen to this exchange at length now that Alan gave you uh, in summary a moment ago. Kamala Harris, who, of course, is a woman, is black, is a prosecutor prosecuted Joe Biden on race. It Started with Harris recalling Biden's recent comments about working with segregationist senators years ago.
3: I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. Mm-hmm. But I also believe, and it's personal, and it, I was actually very, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me.
7: Vice
4: President Biden. It's a mischaracterization, my position across the board. I did not praise racist. That is not true, number one. Number two, if we want to have this campaign litigated on who supports civil rights and whether I did or not, I'm happy to do that. The federal government must step in. That's why we have the Voting Rights Act
3: and the Civil Rights Act. That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. That's why we need to pass the ERA, because there are moments in history where states fail to preserve the civil rights of all people.
1: Biden just stared blankly. He didn't know what to do. He couldn't keep up with Kamala Harris. I think he was exposed as having lost something off his fastball, to say the least. His numbers are going down in my view. I think Kamala Harris is the winner not only tonight, but put together the two nights of uh, all 20 of the candidates. I think she's the strongest horse. I can only imagine Democrats saying, you know what? Wow, look at this woman, a prosecutor, a black woman. Think of her debating Trump. Beating Trump's all that they really care about in the Democrat Party right now. And Biden looks less like the guy to do it, despite his numbers that have been high. And Kamala Harris, I think, put herself back on the map big time. We'll get a take on that and the entire second debate from our man Rory O'Neill, who is live in Miami, joining us in a moment.
2: And an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It is (laughs) 6.09.
1: Headlines, I promise you a Trump tweet. He's over at the um, economic summit in Japan, the G20 summit. Here it is. I am in Japan at the G20 representing our country well, but I heard it was not, and here he is referencing last night's debate, a good day for Sleepy Joe or Crazy Bernie. One is exhausted, the other is nuts. So what's the big deal? Trump tweeting. Oh, in the wee hours here. Um, updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook
0: and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Live in Miami, where he's been following the Democrats around for a couple of days.
1: Our man, our colleague, Rory O'Neill. Good morning to you, Rory. What's your take on Democrat debate number two last night?
5: Good morning, bud. Uh, Very different debate, I thought, from uh, what we saw the night before. Much more energized, I think we saw the, the candidates trying to score some more points, uh, make an event a bit more energized, lively, and obviously taking some more shots at Joe Biden trying to chip away at that lead. As far as specific performances, I thought that Congressman Swalwell had that great line to open up things and talk about Joe Biden's age and passing the torch. But I think throughout the whole two-hour debate, I thought Kamala Harris did very, very well.
1: Yeah, I think we uh, pretty much agree that she was the strongest horse out there. Alan, you were impressed, I know.
2: Very impressed with Kamala Harris. And what do you think about uh, one of the other supposed front-runners in this race, Bernie Sanders, and his performance last night?
5: I thought Bernie was typical Bernie. I don't think he's, he, uh, I think it was a basic performance that you get from him. He does these debates quite frequently. Uh, he knows, obviously, he knows uh, his stuff well as far as his opinions are concerned. And I think, you know, we, we saw Bernie that, that we expected to see. Pete Buttigieg, I thought, was a bit of a disappointment. Uh, I was expecting a bit more from him. He didn't get a lot of screen time, but... Uh, He did okay, just nothing great, I don't think, to stand out.
8: I kind of feel like all the other candidates, other than the ones you just mentioned, kind of faded in the distance, were barely even noticed last night. Did you feel that way?
5: Uh, It was in some ways, but, you know, I think there were those sort of four stars we were all looking at, and the other six were were a bit of an also-ran, but, you know, Governor Hickenlooper and things like that got some time, and, uh, you know... I I think the focus, though, of course, was on Vice President Biden and and the the attacks, I want to say. That may be too strong a word, but sort of the the attention focused on him.
1: Yeah, they went after him pretty good. Before you go, Rory, did you get a sense of the Democrats and how they were feeling about the two nights of debates really kicking off the 2020 race for the White House in earnest, how it went for the party?
5: Uh, I, I, I talked to the party chairman afterwards. He says he was happy with the way things went. He says it shows Democrats are very different from Donald Trump, but he said they have the same shared values. So uh, he was happy with the way things went. At least that's what he says. Uh, you know, I, I think it did show that the party has, uh, uh, has obviously taken a position further left than it has been. And there is this concern, I think, now that we're hearing more and more that the party has become too leftist and too much for the elites we'll see if they try to address that uh in future debates
1: and of course their top polling centrist candidate joe biden did not have a strong night i've heard no one suggest otherwise our man in miami rory o'neill will catch you for a further update at 8 10 this morning on good morning orlando thank you thank you bud uh you know as we say it wasn't just the showdown over race where where kamala harris showed her prosecutorial skills i thought and and really knocked him off balance and 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 pretty much shoot him up and spit him out, very politely, referring to him as Vice President Joe Biden, you know. But there were other moments that were a problem for Biden. Um, Moderator Chuck Todd at one point had all the candidates go down the line and very briefly say, what is the first thing you will do on day one of your presidency? Listen to how Biden answered that.
4: The first thing I would do is make sure that we defeat Donald
1: Trump, period. Wait a minute, uh, Joe. You're already president. That's what the question is based on. It's (laughs) January 20th. You won it in early November, and the first thing you're going to do is defeat Donald Trump. This is the problem with Joe. He's not sharp. And, of course, he's never drawn flies in his prior two attempts at the presidency. Just being eight years as vice president to Obama is is not enough and age is catching up with joe biden and you could sense it last night i thought
2: and a a stark visual contrast that kamala harris presented to joe biden which i think she would also present uh if she was on a stage with donald trump in being younger in being black in being female and and, uh, and being very well spoken and having that prosecutorial experience
1: yeah she's she's got a lot to recommend her here and as you say She's in her early to mid-50s the last time I checked, and uh, that is a huge contrast there. So if the Democrats are looking for somebody who can be a pit bull on a debate stage in the general election with Donald Trump, I think they found her, and I think they found out who cannot be that person, and that person is Joe Biden. Watch his numbers decline and hers shoot up. It will happen. More from the debate last night and join the conversation with your take on it all at 407-916-5400 or the text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. Uh, We say a bad night for Biden, a very strong night for Kamala Harris, that Bernie was Bernie and uh, well we'd like to know what you think and we'll get to you right after we get to this. An update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you out of Washington. Senate Democrats are forcing a vote today to demand President Trump seek the approval of Congress before any military action against Iran. The president has said at the G20 summit in Japan that he's in no rush to address rising tensions with Iran. He said he hopes to work it all out in the end, but if it doesn't, everyone will be hearing about it. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories for you and good morning, Orlando.
0: I ah! hard Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
1: As you've heard, it wasn't just one weak moment for Joe Biden, and it wasn't just one strong moment for Kamala Harris. Here she is on the uh, debate stage as it all descends into chaos with everybody talking and shouting at each other. Listen to what Kamala Harris says.
3: Where was that question when the Republicans and Donald Trump passed a tax bill that benefits the top 1%? and the biggest corporations in this country, contributing at least a $1 trillion to the debt of America, which middle-class families will pay for one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> will Senator Harris, you? You? Third,
9: Senator Harris, I'm so sorry. We will let
3: all of you speak. Senator
10: Harris, Senator Senator Harris.
11: Please, please, speaker please, speaker we will, will let you all speak, Senator. You can't afford
3: to on Hey, guys, you know what? America does not want to witness a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their table. Yeah. This microphone that the president of the United States holds in her hand is used in a way that is about reflecting the values of our country and not about locking children up.
1: All right, it was a wild scene there. Now, not as much Trump bashing as you would have thought, but there was a whole heaping load of it early from Bernie Sanders' biggest Trump bashing moment of the night here.
9: The American people understand that Trump is a phony, that Trump is a pathological liar and a racist, and that he lied to the American people during his campaign. He said he was going to stand up for working families. Well, President Trump, you're not standing up for working families when you try to throw 32 million people off their health care that they have, and that 83 percent of your tax benefits go to the top 1 percent. That's how we beat Trump. We expose him for the fraud that he is. True.
1: But the problem for Bernie is, I mean, he's very consistent, but he's way out there as a socialist on the left wing, and the Democrats are worried. Not only is he too long in the tooth, although he doesn't play as old as Biden does, uh, but just that you're not going to be able to pick up votes beyond the far left, ultimately, and he will not beat Donald Trump. Uh, And here he is. This is another problem. Bernie admitting last night, yeah, he'll raise taxes on middle-class Americans to pay for his socialist programs like Medicare for All.
3: Will you raise taxes for the middle class in the Sanders administration?
9: People who have health care under Medicare for all will have no premiums, no deductibles, no copayments, no out-of-pocket exp- out expenses. Yes, they will pay more in taxes, but less in health care for what they get.
1: All right, a lot more sound, and uh, we have some great stuff coming up, and we'll get into the debate at the top of all three hours this morning. Uh, Any further thoughts on winners-losers last night and how this ultimately changes the dynamic and the race uh, for the White House from the Democrat side?
8: Well, I agree with you. I was pretty surprised, actually, how good Kamala Harris was. First time I actually found her kind of compelling. I disagree with Rory, though. Rory said he didn't think Pete Buttigieg did very well. I thought he did very well, for the most part.
1: I've got a sound cut I've selected I want to play later in the 7 o'clock hour on that, where he admitted to failure in that horrible issue he's dealing with in South Bend. I'm sorry. If you admit failure running a city of 100,000, you're not going to get nominated uh, and and let alone elected yeah. to lead a country of 330 million. That's kind of the problem
8: I have. Yeah. The other candidates really blasted him for that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Marianne Williamson
2: brought the love.
7: I uh, know,
8: I know, right? I was just <laughs> thinking... But, sounded you know, like a
1: Pulse rally or
7: something. <laughs> love wins. Well, you remember you asked? Uh, they asked about the first act as president, she said she'd call New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Arnd- uh, Arndern and say, uh, girlfriend, you are so wrong. America's the place to be, you know, and that's about... What the heck is this woman smoking?
1: Oh, she's way out <laughs> there. She's an author. She's very different. She's going nowhere, but she got
7: a lot of curiosity. Yes, yeah, she won the Google search last night, yes. Uh,
1: who is that flake
7: out there on the left?
1: <laughs> as opposed to about, who is Tulsi? What about yeah. the issue? Candidates always complain, I didn't get as much time as so-and-so. What well, do you see on that, Ellen?
2: Some did not get as much time as so-and-so. As you might expect, and has happened the night before, the stars of the stage got the most time, Biden, Harris, Sanders, and Buttigieg, all 10 minutes or more. On the other hand, Williamson, Hickenlooper, and Yang, all five minutes or less.
1: Interesting. On the Drudge poll, though... Yang is winning. Is that right? They, is Am I correct that Andrew Yang was winning? Somebody's jamming the poll. Yeah. Well,
7: they closed that poll off, bud. And, yeah, the top three was uh, your boy Yang there, um, who was it, um, Harris, and then Williamson. So, uh, 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 kaflooey on that,
2: huh? I'm sorry you if you can't bother to wear a tie to a debate. You have no business <laughs>
1: winning. That was his look, you know, his <laughs> look. Anyway, quick check on the text line, which we'll do more on later on.
8: Uh, yeah, one person says, I believe the mainstream media will be the ones who handpick uh, the Democrat candidate.
7: You know, there is so much. People have blown up the text line. I'm going to pick one here for you. Kamala Harris is Obama 3.0. I just can't see the country voting for her when it comes to policy. Another person says, Bud, I'm black, and I saw Kamala as a angry ex-wife. I think most men will see her that way, even Democratic men. And
2: okay. you know, if if uh, yeah. if Senator Harris is going to be a front-runner here, and perhaps a Democratic nominee, we need to learn how to pronounce her first name. It is Kamala.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it's taken me a while to get there,
2: Alan. With yes. your tutelage, I have arrived. I've heard several different pronunciations in the last two minutes. I
7: did, too, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I actually did yeah, two different ones, yes. You're in
2: there, man. You're going to
1: take this? Kamala? <laughs> Kamala, Kamala. Kamala,
8: An Kamala. Accent on the first right. syllable. Right. Yeah.
2: As in come along and... Give us the news, Alan Spector. Certainly. A couple of controversial Supreme Court rulings and a man found dead in the jaws of a gator. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 630 on Good Morning Orlando. About 10
1: minutes, we're going to be talking about key rulings from the Supreme Court on the final day of their term. And Alan's here to set the table.
2: Yeah, those highly anticipated rulings were handed down yesterday with some implications for the Trump administration, John Decker reports from the White House. Following
11: the Supreme Court's 5-4 to four decision putting on hold the Trump administration's plan to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census, the president tweeting, I have asked the lawyers if they can delay the census no matter how long until the United States Supreme Court is given additional information from which it can make a final and decisive decision on this very critical matter. In a separate case, a divided Supreme Court has made it all but impossible for federal lawsuits to be filed over claims of excessive partisan gerrymandering. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News. This news brought
2: to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The House is sending President Trump a $4.6 billion humanitarian aid package for migrants at the southern border. The Senate-approved bill passed with overwhelming bipartisan support yesterday, despite objections from some Democrats who wanted a bill with more protections for migrants. Detectives are investigating after a man was found dead in a canal in Polk County, apparently in the jaws of an alligator. The discovery was made near a phosphate mine site in Fort Meade, south of Lakeland, yesterday morning. An employee of mine company Mosaic told his supervisor who called 911. Yes, one of my
5: employees on inspection at the mine found a body floating in one of our hydraulic dishes with a
2: gator a hold of it the cause of the man's death is unknown the gator was shot and killed by fish and wildlife agents good news for florida drivers none of america's 15 riskiest roads are found in the sunshine state According to the latest rankings from Allstate. Allstate spokesperson Carrie Mather explains why the study is done each year.
10: Because we want to make a positive change in those communities and help them to improve their infrastructure and roadway safety.
12: Baltimore has the riskiest roads, while others on the riskiest list include Boston, L.A. and several other California cities. We
10: are actually reaching out to these um, jurisdictions that are responsible for each of these risky roads to see how we can help them.
12: Back to Florida, where Cape Coral just makes the top 10 safest cities, while Port St. Lucie is ranked 14th. Best, Joel Malkin, News Radio ninety three point one WFLA. Do you believe that with the I four Ultimate
1: Project that we don't have a riskiest road in Orlando? I,
2: <laughs> I'm not sure if I shouldn't feel offended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, <laughs> we're left out. I don't know. And as we talk about being uh, behind the wheel, a reminder for you: Florida's new texting while driving law takes effect on Monday. This makes texting while driving a primary offense. It'll require hands-free usage of wireless communication devices in work zones, school zones and at school crossings. Exceptions include using a device for navigation or emergency alerts. Hope it
1: doesn't get lonely here on our text line. We'll see.
2: <laughs> WFLA News Time is 6:37. Headlining a bit more on um, Southwest
1: Airlines and the uh, Boeing 737 MAX. As Gina and I were discussing a moment ago, Southwest is announcing the removal of all Boeing 737 MAX flights through October 1st. And Southwest is the largest operator of the Boeing MAX jetliner in the entire country, with 34 in its fleet. Southwest previously had planned to have the jets back in service by Labor Day, but extended cancellations due to the uncertainties about when the FAA will allow the MAX to return to service. The move will cause about 150 cancellations every day on Southwest. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you here on Good Morning Orlando.
0: Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio
3: 93.1.
0: So the Supreme Court wrapped up its term yesterday, a couple of
1: key rulings, and Alan has given you chapter and verse on both of them in our bottom of the hour news update here. The Supreme Court ruling, five to four, that the United States government cannot add a citizenship question to the 2020 census, as the Trump administration wants to do. Uh, and again, it was Chief Justice Roberts voting with the liberals. Again, uh, they basically didn't believe Commerce Secretary uh, Wilbur Ross, who has a lot of uh, control over the census. Okay, uh, the the didn't believe his reason uh, for, for wanting the citizenship question that used to be on the census, you know, for generations, uh, and has been taken off in, in, in the last 20 years or so, uh, just did not buy into, uh, the reasoning there that this was to protect the voting rights act.
2: Yeah. And, uh, so the Trump administration can come back with another reason why they want to do this and add this citizenship question, of course, it would have to then make its way through the courts again,
1: and the problem is the clock's running out on getting the census yeah. um
8: forms printed, right, Mike well, yeah, President Trump actually tweeted that he was asking his lawyers if he could delay the census. I find that very hard to believe that that would happen. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much in the Constitution. It has to be every 10 years. They're supposed to
1: get
2: this stuff started in the next few days.
1: Yeah, and uh, the president, among other things, on Twitter saying, it seems totally ridiculous that our government and indeed our country cannot ask a basic question of citizenship. Uh, I mean, and, and he's absolutely right on that score. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as the uh, gerrymandering issue, I hate this stuff where they, they contort these these um, uh, these districts. You know, and uh, to get to get the legislature the way they want to get Mm -hmm. people elected, the controlling party gets to do that. This ruling came down here, uh, and uh, it's a five to four ruling again that says the Supreme Court has no role to play in gerrymandering. So this is viewed as a great thing for the Republicans right now because they control a vast majority of state governments and legislatures. They get to draw the districts for Congress and for their state legislatures. But, you know, that'll change over years and it could be Democrats get an advantage down downstream. But they kind of punted on it, even though right now it helps the GOP, I think.
2: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be difficult for the GOP to be unseated uh, in view of this decision because you're really creating a vicious cycle here. The uh, Supreme Court saying, well, it's up to state lawmakers to make any changes in the uh, decisions regarding uh, how districts are drawn, gerrymandering. Well, if you leave it up to state lawmakers, they're going to continue to draw them to their advantage so they can get reelected and continue to draw the districts to their advantage.
1: Yeah, I've always hated gerrymandering. It goes back a long, long time. Pelosi's caved on the border bill, which is a beautiful thing to see. We'll get into that and warning labels on controversial tweets. Who decides whether they are applied? Twitter may be slapping warning labels on Trump tweets. We'll be talking about that. What do you think about Roberts going over and voting with the Liberals on the census citizenship question? 407-916-5400. Join the conversation or hit the text line at 23680. Sports headline right now, big day in women's soccer. The American women facing their biggest test yet as they battle host France and Paris in today's quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup. French are the fourth rated team in the FIFA World Rankings. The U.S. advanced to the quarterfinals by beating Spain narrowly 2-1 on Monday, while France topped Brazil on Sunday. Today's winner, game time 3 p.m., will face England on Tuesday in the semifinals. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on
0: Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando.
1: Democrats finally woke up, or they were actually backed into a corner by McConnell and the Republicans. And um, they, have, uh, they have now passed the Senate version of this border bill um, to get things um, under control down there. And uh, Pelosi has, uh, has run afoul of the left wing of the, uh, of the party by doing this. What's happened here is a coalition of moderate Democrats and Republicans approved crucial border funding legislation late yesterday in the House, and they sent the uh, $4.6 billion bill to President Trump's desk. This was really the Senate bill here, and the House was forced to pass it here because otherwise Pelosi wasn't going to get any help for those kids down in the border, and the optics would be bad, and they would be the heartless party, and she couldn't have that. Um, But it was very interesting how it all played out. Um, the Senate earlier in the week had passed on a bipartisan basis, uh, their version of this bill, 84 to eight house, uh, ended up passing it three Oh five to one Oh two, uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from the left wing of Trump of, um, of the Democrat party, uh, said, you know what? Under no circumstances should the house vote for a McConnell only bill with no negotiations with the Democrats. Hell no. She tweeted. That's an abdication of power. She said further, we should refuse to accept. But the deal is done. How about that?
8: You know, AOC also voted against the House version, too. So she voted against both versions. Not quite sure what she wanted. Doesn't like anything. I guess not.
1: Yeah. Anyway, nothing's too extreme for her. Twitter has initiated a new practice. Have you heard about this? Um, Starting yesterday, tweets that Twitter determines determines, uh, involve matters of public interest and violate the services rules you know, about uh, insulting comments or inciting violence or anything else, they, they can obscure those tweets with a warning label, and you have to tap through it to get to the underlying message. Hmm. And the thinking is that some of what Trump puts out there, where he goes after his enemies and all of that, may qualify for a warning label that obscures the tweets of the President of the United States.
7: Wait, you mean so freedom of speech doesn't apply on Twitter? Well, just
1: talking about standards, you know, all of the all of the high tech um, uh, social media companies are under the gun right now on the issue of privacy and obscenity and the stuff that gets out there in the general public.
7: Well, you know, that horrible, tragic picture of the uh, the father and the daughter, the two year old uh, face down on the Rio
1: Grande River by the border
7: on my timeline on my social media. It showed up 20 times and then one of those 20 times it said, do you want to click to see this uh, disturbing image? But the other other
8: 19 times,
7: boop, there it was. Interesting. Yaffe, what about this?
8: I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. I don't know if it's going to work with you the president. Do you think they'll
1: actually do that? to, try to the, uh, the Public officials have a wider latitude uh, with Twitter than just you and me. The stuff that would yeah. get us, you know, thrown off. Um, is now maybe going to get them nothing or get a warning label. But can you imagine a warning label put on a presidential tweet? I mean,
8: it really depends on the algorithms. So Uh, it might happen to Trump based on, you know, whatever the algorithms are.
2: Well, you can talk about freedom of speech, but Twitter is a private company. Are they under any obligation to uh, allow any tweet uh, to go out
8: unfiltered? Yeah, I mean, technically not. They can do what they want.
2: Right.
1: Interesting question to see how it plays. But uh, I can tell you, you know... Um, Trump has used Twitter to attack his enemies, and, and we know that to be true, called a former staffer a low life and a dog. Um, I mean, to what point does the president have to get? He said this week on a tweet, remember this? And this is major foreign policy, that Iran will be met with great and overwhelming force. In some areas, overwhelming will mean obliteration. What if Twitter decides? He's talking about obliterating people, killing people. Bing Warning label. The president will go nuts. Can you even imagine? Yeah,
8: Trump would go nuts. I have a feeling they won't do that. Well, of course,
1: he's all over conservative bias uh, Mm -hmm. in social media already. So this is something we need to watch for because it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, if
2: President Trump is upset about that, let him start his own social media uh, company. He could. He's a billionaire. He,
8: he might <laughs>
1: exactly. Hey, what we got? We've talked about so much—bang, bang, bang, rapid fire—that not debate-related, and we'll go back to the debate at the top of the hour. Stay tuned. We got great stuff for you there. But the texters are weighing in. What do they have to say?
8: Yeah. One person says, "I wish the news wouldn't say that Nancy caved. It just adds to the problems. Maybe we could say that Nancy finally came to her senses." she
1: caved. Yeah.
7: Got another one that says, "Good morning, everyone. Thanks for your updates." Like with the last night's debate, I couldn't sit through them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's part of our job. It isn't easy sometimes. Yeah, we got to do it. It isn't easy. Hey, you want to back off the gas and kick back on a red-hot Central Florida summer weekend? How about going to the movie of your choice? How about going for free? It can happen. Put yourself on the running for free movie tickets with Adam Tickets. Here's your chance to win free movie tickets. Text them now. Text RECORD. R E C O R D to A T O M 1. That's 28661 for your chance to win free movie tickets. Adam Tickets, that great app. They have a terrific app. You want to check it out right now. That's where you go to browse movie titles, buy tickets, and more. News at the top of the hour. What's coming, Alan?
2: Bud, the Democratic Debate, Part 2, and Baseball Comes to the UK. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. Seven o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> WFLF, Fine Hills, Orlando.
0: WMGF, HD3, Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT, Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And iHeart Radio Station.
1: Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you on a Friday here at seven o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, in the iHeart Radio app. I'm Butt Hedinger,
2: and I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour: the other Democrats get their turn. More in one minute. Winners and losers from debate number two. Lots of sound coming up. Your calls and texts
1: as well. Here on Good Morning Orlando.
2: 703 on News Radio 93.1. The second Democratic presidential debate in Miami featured fireworks between former Vice President Joe Biden and California Senator Kamala Harris. They got into it over Biden's opposition to school busing in the early years of his Senate career.
3: I was part of the second it, class to integrate Berkeley, it, California, public schools almost two decades after Brown v. Board of Education.
4: Because your city council made that decision. It was so a local that's decision. where the
3: federal government must step the, in. The that's why we have the Voting go- Rights Act and the Civil Rights
2: Act. Also last night, Senator Bernie Sanders called health care a basic human right pitching his Medicare for All proposal. Sanders says it's cost-effective.
9: The vast majority of the people in this country will be paying significantly less for health care than they are right now.
2: But... Plans like that don't impress self-help author Marianne Williamson.
3: It's really nice if we've got all these plans, but if you think we're going to beat Donald Trump by just having all these plans, you got another thing coming. Because he didn't win by saying he had a plan. He won by simply saying, make America great again.
2: And South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg defended his recent handling of a police-involved shooting. Yeah, wasn't it um,
1: that gal there at the end and what is her, Williamson? Marianne Did, Williamson. Didn't she say something like, only love will beat Donald Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what a flake. Anyway. <laughs> so you like her. they <laughs> well, like her, but about as unpresidential as they come,
2: you know. This, this news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Orange County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's help in catching a suspect wanted for a murder in a hair salon. The shooting at Majestic Hair Studio on June 1st killed one person and injured two others. A reward of up to $5,000 is available. More information is available on the Sheriff's Office's Facebook page. Newly released data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is showing just how deadly Florida's red tide was. The report looks at the prolonged algae bloom off the coast of southeast Florida in 2018. It says at least 174 dolphins were killed by the toxic chemicals produced by the red tide. The New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox renew their rivalry across the pond this weekend. They face off in the first two Major League games ever played in London. Yankee slugger Aaron Judge is excited.
9: Yeah, you know, especially playing a rival, that's going to be a good one. You know, they're you know a quality ball ball club that's got a great pitching staff, great offense. So it's going to be uh, the fans are going to be in for you know quite a treat over there.
2: And Judge doesn't mind the cozy confines of London Stadium.
9: Yeah, you know, I haven't heard too much about it. I heard it's, I think, like 385 to center, so I don't, I don't mind that at all. I don't <laughs> mind that at all, so i uh, looking forward to it.
2: The Red Sox are the home team for the London series, but the Yankees will still get to wear their traditional home pinstripes. WFLA news time is 7.06. A woman who calls herself a breatharian claims she no longer eats solid food and gets nutrients from the air. That story is Ooh. online at WFLAOrlando.com. And her name is Marianne I Williamson. was waiting for that. Thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: Welcome to the 50,000-watt Front Forge. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning,
1: Orlando. The morning after the second Democrat debate out of Miami. And uh, we got key sound cuts coming right up. The Budman, Alan, Yaffe, and The Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Um, did you see a clear winner? Did you see a clear loser? Did you see a front-runner now in some trouble? We saw all of those things. We'd like to get your take on the debate and what you've heard from us so far and we'll hear in just a moment. So buckle up. It's wall-to-wall Democrat debate.
2: And an update of Orlando's news, weather and traffic, coming up in just two minutes, 7.07 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines
1: right now, drivers listen up. Florida's new texting while driving law will take effect this Monday. It makes texting while driving a primary offense. It requires hands-free usage of wireless communication devices in work zones, school zones, and at school crossings. Exceptions include using a device for navigation or emergency alerts. Updates at least every 10 minutes
0: on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
1: Joe Biden, the front runner among the Democrats here, took a lot of um, incoming from his fellow Democrats, but it really got rough when Kamala <laughs> Kamala Harris. Thank you, went, thank you. <laughs> when, <laughs> he's the keeper of the king's English on on pronouncing her last name. Uh, Kamala Harris went after him, and you know what? I think Democrats can begin to see that Biden is not the guy to take down Trump, and that Kamala Harris could well be. She's a prosecutor and she prosecuted Biden last night. She is be, will be partially inoculated if she goes against Trump uh, from criticism because she's not only a woman, she's a black woman. All right, so here she goes, boring in on Joe Biden. It all started with Harris recalling Biden's recent comments about working well with segregationist senators years ago.
3: I do not believe you are a racist, and I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. Mm -hmm. But I also believe, and it is personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me.
7: Vice President Biden.
4: To mischaracterize my position across the board, I did not praise racists. That is not true, number one. Number two, if we want to have this campaign litigated on who supports civil rights and whether I did or not, I'm happy to do that. Look, everything I've done in my career, I ran because of civil rights. I continue to think we have to make fundamental changes in civil rights, and those civil rights, by the way, include not just only African-Americans, but the LGBT community. But
3: but Vice President Biden, do you agree today, do you agree today that you were wrong to oppose busing in America then,
4: do you agree? I did not oppose busing in America. What I opposed is busing ordered by the Department of Education. The federal government must step in. That's why we have the Voting Rights Act
3: and the Civil Rights Act. That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. That's why we need to pass the ERA, because there are moments in history where states fail to preserve the civil rights of all people.
1: all right I, it was uh, it was ugly and it wasn't the only time things got a little rough in that debate for joe biden i thought alan
2: a strange moment for the former vice president when moderator chuck todd had all 10 candidates tell what would be the first thing they would do on day one of their presidency and joe biden responded
4: the first thing i would do is make sure that we defeat donald trump okay period.
2: now again that's on the first day that he's president He's going to defeat Donald Trump again. No kidding. Not enough. I beat him one time. Let me just show you. I can beat him again.
1: Maybe they'll play
7: checkers or something. January
1: 20th, Election Day in Joe Biden world. He is definitely off his game, has lost his fastball if he ever had it. Um, Now, there were other great Kamala Harris moments, I thought, last night. I thought she was the strongest horse. I would say she was the class of the field for the Democrats. I wouldn't vote for him on a hundred thousand years for her, but for, uh, we're talking about the Democrats here on both nights of the debate. I thought she was dominant last night and better than anybody the night before. Um, the debate stage descended into chaos last night, as you're about to hear. Everybody was talking at one point, shouting at each other, and listen to who em- who emerged and what Kamala Harris said.
3: Where was that question when the Republicans and Donald Trump passed a tax bill that benefits the top one percent and the biggest corporations in the country? <laughs> contributing at least a $1 trillion to the debt of America, which middle-class families will pay for one way or another. Yes, Senator, a, Senator, Harris. Harris. Senator, Senator Harris.
10: Harris, Senator Harris, I'm so sorry, we will you let heard all heard of you, you speak. Harris. Senator,
11: Senator, Harris.
10: For for you. Senator Harris,
3: Senator
11: Harris, we will let you all speak. Senator Harris. We're to the
3: Hey guys, you know what, America does not want to witness a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their table. This microphone that the President of the United States holds in her, 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 her Her hand is used in a way that is about reflecting the values of our country and not about locking children up.
1: But it wasn't all about Biden and Kamala Harris, was it, uh, Alan?
2: It was not. You know, Bernie Sanders, the independent senator from Vermont, the socialist is an expert Trump basher, and he demonstrated that expertise again last night.
9: The American people understand that Trump is a phony, that Trump is a pathological liar and a racist, and that he lied to the American people during his campaign. He said he was going to stand up for working families, well, President Trump, you're not standing up for working families when you try to throw 32 million people off the health care that they have and that 83% of your tax benefits go to the top 1%. That's how we beat Trump. We expose him for the fraud that he is.
1: More from Bernie on raising taxes coming up. What I thought might be the last big night for Pete Buttigieg, and a show of hands from the liberal Democrats on border matters. It's all ahead. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes for you on News Radio 93.1, WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. Headlining this tragedy here in Central Florida, a standoff is over in Titusville, and police say it ended with an apparent suicide. Yesterday afternoon, officers went to the 4700 block of Coconut Drive in Titusville after a report of shots fired. They were trying to talk with a homeowner, but police posted news of the apparent suicide on Facebook later in the afternoon. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on our top stories and we keep it up all morning on Good Morning Orlando.
0: iHeartRadio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
1: The Bud Man alongside my co-host Alan Specter, with our executive producer Yaffe in the control room and alongside him, Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox. And we will be taking your calls and your text messages with your take on the Democrats debate last night or your take on our take on the Democrats debate last night. More Bernie Sanders right now admitting he will raise taxes on middle class Americans to pay for his socialist programs like Medicare for all.
3: Will you raise taxes for the middle class in the Sanders administration?
9: People who have health care under Medicare for all will have no premiums, no deductibles, no co-payments, no out-of-pocket exp- out expenses. Yes, they will pay more in taxes, but less in health care for what they get.
2: And on the topic of immigration, when asked if they support government-funded health care for illegals and making crossing our border illegally no longer a crime... All ten Democrats raise their hands.
3: Raise your hand if if your government plan would provide coverage for undocumented immigrants.
10: (laughs) Raise your hand if you think it should be a civil offense rather than a crime to cross a border without documentation. Can we keep the hands up so we can
1: see them? And Trump reacted halfway around the world at the G20 summit with his tweet, All Democrats just raise their hands for giving millions of illegal aliens unlimited health care. How about taking care of American citizens first? That's the end of the race. Might be close to the end of the race for a promising candidate, um, the openly gay mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Um, last, night, last night, he was asked about the fatal shooting of a black man in South Bend by a white cop. It's been a big problem for him there, and his failure to diversify a nearly all-white police force. Now, to his credit, Buttigieg gives an honest answer here, shows humility, but admitting failure as a mayor of a city of 100,000 is not going to get you nominated to lead a country of 330 million.
6: The police force in South Bend is now 6% black, in a city that is 26% black. Why has that not improved over your two terms as mayor?
2: Because I couldn't get it done. It's a mess. And we're hurting.
6: And I accept responsibility for that because I'm in charge. If the not policy,
2: you should fire the chief.
1: What is it they say in baseball, Alan? Nice guys finish last?
2: Yeah. I, I, think, I believe I think, the actual <laughs> quote from Leo Durocher, <laughs> yeah. the uh, the old manager of the Dodgers, was nice guys finish second. Is that what he said? Yeah. All
1: right. That doesn't work for me then because I think Buttigieg numbers are headed down. I think... Kamala Harris right now is going to see her numbers go up. We have more debates coming with the Democrats in July, and I think you're going to see Biden come back to the pack after last night's performance. Take on that, um, Yaffe, Melissa, did you, did you take the same things away from the debate last night? Did you see it differently?
8: I mean, for the most part, I thought Pete Buttigieg actually did pretty well. I mean, he showed some humility. Well, he did
1: there, and he's good on the other stuff, and he has a nice voice and a nice, clear presentation. He's a very good, clear thinker and good ad-libber, but I just think this South Bend thing and his admitted failures there, I think it's a killer.
8: Well, I mean, I wouldn't vote for him anyway, but, you know.
7: I get that.
1: (laughs) I understand that. Um, What about him,
7: Melissa? You know, you played that clip from Samantha Guthrie when she asked about uh, illegals getting health care, and everybody raised their hands. I think at that point she clearly defined that Trump will win.
1: She may, because it's clear more than ever, they all did, and, and Biden was like he couldn't quite figure out whether to get the hand up there or not. Yeah,
8: I know. It was
1: interesting, <laughs> you know, you know, and it's interesting. I, I, I think it's very clear from last night that the left wing of the Democratic Party has more of a stranglehold than ever on the 2020 election cycle, and and they're so far out there, they're going to have problems picking up enough votes beyond the far left. To defeat Trump. But Trump's going to be Trump's greatest enemy. I mean, if anybody's going to defeat Trump, it's going to be Trump.
8: Yeah, I agree with that completely. I wonder how... Uh,
1: as, as, as as terrific as he is in so many ways, he does things that turn off the people beyond the base that he will need to get a second term.
8: I wonder what Elizabeth Warren is thinking this morning. She did pretty well when she was rising in the polls. I wonder if she's kind of wishing she was at that second debate.
1: Yeah, I, I think she probably is. I think she probably is. Um, Textures. What do we got coming in?
8: Yeah, one person uh, brought up the fact that uh, um, the drudge poll is way off today. What what was the top in the drudge poll?
1: Well, now tell me that they're, they're, they're apparently now the poll from yesterday that and, had Tulsi Gabbard up top, and, and today, and, and mm-hmm. then today we had uh, you know we had. And we had Yang up near the top and a few others that that somebody's been messing with the polls.
7: Drudge shut them both down after finding out that a couple of the trolls, Reddit and 4chan... Uh, people, tens of thousands went on and they gave uh, coding for back doors so that people could vote and vote. And what they wanted them to do was push the lowest candidates to the top just to screw everything in and basically put a monkey wrench into all of yeah. our math, which well, is what happened.
2: Well, anytime you have these online polls, you have to take them with a grain of salt because they are unscientific right. in nature.
1: Yep. So we had sinister forces at work wow. there. Yeah. Let me grab a quick call before we uh, move on. Olin's in Palm Bay. I got 30 seconds for you, Olin. Thanks for waiting.
10: Oh, thank you, bud, and good morning. Uh, Thank you for letting me uh, disagree with uh, the consensus of uh, you and your... Go ahead, quickly. uh, Okay, uh, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris uh, is a racist, pure and simple. Everything to her is about race. She would be another Eric Holder. Or an Al Sharpton. If, and if she was president, Al Sharpton would have his own room in the White House. For well, sure. the only thing I'm, I'm saying... He's a race hustler, too. Here,
1: here's what I'm doing, Olin, and, and, and it's a hard thing to do, and we're doing it here, looking at it from a Democrat's standpoint, okay? And uh, and, and and they don't see those things in her that others might Thanks for weighing in. We do appreciate it. We've got news beyond the debates here, and my co-host Alan Spector has it all. And uh, what do you
2: got? Bud, the border bill passes on Capitol Hill and in our Elsewhere segment, Sharon Osbourne versus Donald Trump. Those stories and others and traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando.
1: Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning in the uh, 8 o'clock hour and more on the Democrats debate. But there is other news. We talked about this in our 6 o'clock hour. Big border bill vote yesterday. Alan.
2: But emergency funding to provide assistance to migrants at the southern border... Is winning bipartisan support in Congress, Jared Halpern
11: reports from Capitol Hill. A standoff between the Democratic-controlled House and Republican-led Senate ended with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi signing off on a $4.6 billion measure adopted earlier in the week with a broad bipartisan Senate vote.
7: It could have done so much better, so much better than what we are faced with today.
11: But Pelosi says she reluctantly went along with the Senate plan to provide fast relief to children at migrant facilities, dropping her demands for stronger rules for the treatment of migrants and more oversight of facilities. The final tally won approval from most Republicans, but divided Democrats. 95 voted no. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News.
2: This news brought to you by TrustCo Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A controversial citizenship question will likely not be included with the 2020 census. Chief Justice John Roberts joined the U.S. Supreme Court's four liberals in a 5-4 ruling. And the high court is not jumping into the fight about partisan drawing of congressional districts, also known as gerrymandering. In another 5-4 ruling, the justices said federal courts have no role in deciding something that's up to state lawmakers. In Polk County, a man's body is found in a canal with an alligator holding it in its jaws. A worker for the phosphate mining company Mosaic found that near Fort Meade yesterday morning and told a supervisor who called 911. Fish and wildlife agents shot and killed the gator. It's not clear how the man died. The Polk County medical examiner will conduct an autopsy on the man and a necropsy on the gator to find the answers. As you prepare to head out on a summer vacation, you might want to think twice before pushing the pedal to the metal.
11: Not only will you have to pay that speeding ticket. That goes on your driving record and insurance companies see it. So your car insurance rates will go up. The Zebra.com's Alyssa Connolly says we here in Florida can expect speeding tickets to raise our rates by 30% for three years and almost as costly. If you're driving under the speed limit where there's a minimum speed limit, that can raise your car insurance rates 26%. In the state of Florida, which is more than five hundred dollars a year. Each insurance company rates violations differently, so she suggests shopping around every six to twelve months. Eric Rodriguez, News Radio ninety three point one WFLA.
2: So not too fast, not too slow, just right. You bet. Elsewhere. Elsewhere.
11: elsewhere, elsewhere, elsewhere.
2: This is not the Trump train. Elsewhere. is slamming President Trump's unauthorized use of her husband Ozzy's hit Crazy Train. Trump included the song in a video mocking the first night of the Democratic primary debates, which he shared on Twitter yesterday. Sharon Osbourne later tweeted out that the Trump campaign is forbidden from using any of Ozzy's music in political ads. Other musicians who have asked the president to stop using their music include Neil Young, Twisted Sister, Adele, Elton John, and R.E.M.,
1: and the Rolling Stones, right? He plays that song at his rallies. You can't always get what you want. Yeah, right at the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, aren't they suing him? I mean, what happens with that? I mean, can can Trump just say, sorry, we're doing it?
7: Uh, well, I... It's I, called copyright infringement, and they have to pay a certain amount of money to use the song. Pay it or don't.
2: Yeah. All right. A California man is in trouble after allegedly impersonating a police officer and pulling over a real law enforcement officer. Whoops. Donald Patton, a detective with the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department, says he was driving down Interstate 210 last week when he noticed police lights flashing behind him. He says he grew suspicious when he pulled over and the vehicle passed without pulling over as well. After a license plate check, the 19-year veteran turned on his own lights and chased down the Jeep driven by 23-year-old Imraj Singh. Singh allegedly confessed to buying the police lights online and was charged with a misdemeanor and released. Uh Uh-huh. And a baby named Evelyn Woods is accomplishing what most adults set out to achieve over a lifetime in just her first five months of life. The five-month-old infant has visited all 50 states. Hawaii was the 49th state she visited, rounding out the list with Alaska. Sounds like she did it in numerical order. Her family began the mission to visit each state when she was just two months old back in March. It's now come full circle, and Woods is one of the youngest people ever to travel across the country. And she'll have no memory of any of it. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> apparently, she started in two months. She's five months now. Did all this in three months. Unbelievable. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. 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 elsewhere, elsewhere. With Alan Spector.
1: Headlines out of Congress right now where Senate Democrats are forcing a vote today to demand President Trump seek the approval of Congress before taking any military action against Iran. The president said at the G20 summit in Japan that he's in no rush to address rising tensions with Iran, saying that he hopes it all works out in the end, but if it doesn't, everybody will be hearing about it. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. The Promise, right here in Good Morning
0: Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 50,000-watt front
1: ports filled to overflowing with sound judgment contestants. And, Melissa, they're vying for not one but two big prizes.
7: Oh, yes, music and a monologue. First, we got a pair of tickets for the Gutfeld Monologues Live with Greg Gutfeld. He's from The Five on Fox News. That'll be a riot. It will be. And then we got a pair of tickets to see America, the band, have so many hits we're not even going to mention them at this point. Both of the tickets' events go on sale today. However, why not just get to the front of the line and win them for sound judgment, huh?
1: And the lines are full, but uh, we'll get an open line for you with the wrong answer, so be ready to get in quickly at 407-916-5400.
7: We uh, extend birthday
1: wishes today to an entertainment legend who's won an Oscar, an Emmy, a Tony, and a Grammy that very few have accomplished, has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and more important, is a veteran who fought in the Battle of the Bulge in World War II. For today's sound judgment game, listen to some sound of this comic genius playing Moses in a somewhat irreverent scene from one of his movies, as he drops one of the three uh, Ten Commandment tablets that he had just received from God. Then use your sound judgment to name this actor and tell me how many candles will be on his cake today.
0: Lord, I shall give these laws unto thy people. Hear me. Oh,
4: hear me. All pay heed. The Lord, the Lord Jehovah has given unto you these 15, like, 10, 10 commandments for all to obey.
7: <laughs> yeah, History of the world, part one.
1: <laughs> classic. It is a classic. Name the actor. Tell us how old he is today and you win both prizes. Go ahead, line one. You're up.
5: That's uh, Mel Brooks and he's uh, 92.
1: Well, you got the actors, so we've established that, and you're not far from the age, but we can't pay off. So it's Mel Brooks. Let's go up to line two. Give us his age today. It's his birthday. Uh, I'd say uh, 89. No, you're going in the wrong direction. Lines opening up, 407-916-5400. Get in. Line three, how old is Mel Brooks today? Let's see. Line three says 93. I think we have a winner. <laughs> How about that? He's like been around forever. And uh, what an amazing story he is. That's a funny bit, isn't it?
5: Oh, it is. I, I, I've always
1: liked him. He's a funny guy, funny guy. He is. Hey, congratulations. What's your first name? Ken. Ken from where? Orlando. Good deal. Um, you're going to the uh, Gutfeld Monologues and the America Concert. So uh, you're in pretty good shape on a Friday morning, I'd say. I'm thrilled. Good deal.
5: I just, just met a new person, and I want to share with her.
2: Oh, wonderful. Oh, How yeah. nice is that? I'd okay. like to hear more about Hello. this.
1: <laughs> Hello. Have a great time, Ken. You and uh, you. Melissa will make the connection offline on the tickets for both prizes and enjoy yourself, okay? Thanks. But I really yeah.
0: appreciate your, your program. Thank I'll
1: you. Appreciate you being a part of it here, and congratulations on being our winner. That's one of my favorite moments with mel brooks he, he's dressed up just the way charlton heston, heston was as moses in the ten commandments too and there's amazing. so
2: many great scenes in that movie history of the world part one and so many great movies that mel brooks uh produced and directed including blazing saddles young frankenstein high anxiety yeah and i go back to when i was growing up and i would listen to comedy albums of mel brooks with carl reiner uh, when he did the character The 2,000-Year-Old Man.
1: I was cracking up looking for sound cuts on Mel Brooks knowing it was his birthday, and I caught a lot of those 2,000-Year-Old uh, Man thing. He's actually on his way to being The 2,000-Year-Old Man, isn't he? He's still with us at 93. Working
2: his way up there, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, coming right up Rush with a morning update not to be missed right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic, again in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. A little sports history in the making in this headline for you right now. Baseball's fiercest rivalry continues across the Atlantic Ocean this weekend as the Yankees face the Boston Red Sox in London. The two-game series begins tomorrow at London Stadium. This is the first Major League Baseball game ever to be played in Europe. Uh, and New York's Masahiro Tanaka will oppose Boston's Rick Porcello in the series opener. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando.
0: You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
1: Good morning, Orlando. It's the Friday edition. It's the morning after the second of two Democrat presidential debates in Miami. A live report from our reporter and our friend Rory O'Neill, who was there. And lots of sound coming up. We may, may be on the way to having another frontrunner in the race from the Democrat side. So we'll get to all of that. Yaffe, I know you'll be talking about the debate and many, many other things uh, for folks who uh, want to tune in right here on The Ride Home.
8: Well, today is reaction day, people reacting to the debate. So we'll cover that on PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. And by the way, I'm on at 8 p.m. for my other show, Beyond Reason Radio, where I get to talk about the things in the debates that I found, well, Beyond Reason and we'll do that at 8 p.m. as well.
1: There was a lot of that going around. The lefties yeah. were out in force last mm-hmm. night. That'll be good <laughs> stuff. Thank you, Mike. Allen, let's uh, get folks up to date on the news before we dive into the debate.
2: Well, as we've been talking about another night, another 10 Democrats and the U.S. women's soccer team faces its next test. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together, in just two minutes. It's 7.58 on Good Morning Orlando. <laughs>
0: WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3, Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT, Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning,
1: Orlando. Good Friday morning. We are so glad you're with us here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour for our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming away here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm
2: Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the Democrats take two. More in one minute.
1: Highlights and lowlights next on Good Morning Orlando.
2: 802 on News Radio 93.1. The second Democratic presidential debate is history. Last night in Miami, California Senator Kamala Harris challenged former Vice President Joe Biden over his support for busing and comments about working with segregationists.
3: It was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country.
4: Biden defended his record on civil rights. I was a public defender. I didn't become a prosecutor. I came out and I left a good law firm to become a public defender. When in fact, when in fact, When, in fact, my city was in flames because of the the, uh, assassination of Dr. King.
2: California Congressman Eric Swalwell used Biden's own words to say it's time for him to move on. Joe
5: Biden was right when he said it was time to pass the torch to a new generation of Americans 32 years ago. He's still right today.
2: Also during the debate, South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg defended his recent handling of a police-involved shooting. And Senator Bernie Sanders aggressively pushed for Medicare for all.
1: Yeah, more from the debate and uh, an extended version of Harris going after Biden on race,
2: which could have been a game changer. Coming right up. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Orange Osceola state attorney is announcing a new policy on drug crimes that divides them into three categories. Aramis Ayala says those accused of level one possession of drug paraphernalia or marijuana will have their charges dismissed after taking a one-hour class. Those charged with Level 2 possession of drugs like heroin and cocaine will have their charges dropped if they don't get arrested for six months and perform community service, and those who don't adhere to Level 2 Get moved to level three and participate in drug court or a pre-trial diversion program. This is stricken in
1: my, ca- my craw and will all weekend. I promise you we'll talk about this on Monday.
2: A standoff is over in Titusville and police say it ended yesterday afternoon with an apparent suicide. Officers went to the 4700 block of Coconut Drive after a report of shots fired. They were trying to talk with the homeowner, but police posted news of the apparent suicide on Facebook in the afternoon. The U.S. women's soccer team looks to advance
6: to the World Cup semifinals with a win today. The U.S. was handed their first challenge of this Women's World Cup in a 2-1 win over Spain, letting up their first goal of the tournament. Now they get ready to face host nation France today to keep their repeat bid alive. U.S. head coach Jill Ellis says a close call won't faze her players. You want to feel
3: that, that this is a, a changing moment that you're in, and I think that that's part of what they're really good at in terms of embracing that moment.
6: France is coming off a 2-1 win over Brazil, looking to advance to the semifinals for the second time in the last three World cups the u.s and france square off at 3 p.m eastern you can catch this match on fox matt napolitano fox news wfla news time 805 new laws hit the books on monday
2: find out what they are online at wflaorlando.com. like us on facebook follow us on twitter at wflaorlando. orlando the third hour of good morning orlando starts now
0: use your smart speaker tell alexa to play news radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Thanks, Alan. My co-host, Alan Specter, alongside
1: the Bud Man here, Yaffe in the control room, and Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox, ready to take your calls and your take on our take on the debate last night in Miami. Our man Rory O'Neill was there. We'll catch up with him shortly, but let's expand on that showdown over race with Kamala Harris, who I thought had a very strong two-hour debate last night and a lot of it at the expense of the front-runner, and for how long, I don't know, former Vice President Joe Biden. Harris, who was a woman, of course, also black, and she is a prosecutor out of California, and she prosecuted Biden on race. It started with Harris recalling Biden's recent comments about working with segregationist senators years ago.
3: I do not believe you are a racist, and I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. Mm-hmm. but i also believe and it's personal and it, i was actually very it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two united states senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country and it was not only that but you also worked with them to oppose bussing and you know there was a little girl in california who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me.
10: Vice President
4: Biden. To mischaracterize my position across the board, I did not praise racist. That is not true number one number two if we want to have this campaign litigated on who supports civil rights and whether i did or not i'm happy to do that look everything i've done in my career i ran because of civil rights i continue to think we have to make fundamental changes in civil rights and those civil rights by the way include not just only african americans but the lgbt community but but
3: vice president biden do you agree today do you agree today that you were wrong to oppose busing in America then.
4: Do you agree? I did not oppose busing in America. What I opposed is busing ordered by the Department of Education. The federal government must step in. That's why we have the Voting Rights Act
3: and the Civil Rights Act. That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. That's why we need to pass the ERA, because there are moments in history where states fail to preserve the civil rights of all people.
1: If you're looking at this from a Democrat standpoint, you have to feel that Biden may not be the guy and that Kamala Harris may well be the one. We'll have more from the debate coming right up.
2: And an update of Orlando's news, weather and traffic in just two minutes. 808 on Good Morning Orlando. If it is joining us, this
1: local headline for you now. The Orange County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's help in catching a suspect wanted for a murder in a hair salon. The shooting at Majestic Hair Studio on the 1st of June killed one person, injured two others. A reward of up to $5,000 is available. More information on the Orange County Sheriff's Office facebook page updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories count on it on good morning orlando use
0: your smart speaker tell google home to play news radio 93.1 wfla before we hear from you and we hear from more of the candidates
1: in debate number two for the democrats in miami let's bring in our man rory o'neill who's uh, been covering it down that way and good morning to you rory the whole gang is here what's your perspective because you're a whole lot closer to the action than we were.
5: Well, good morning, bud. Yeah, I think Eric Swalwell was the one first out of the gate to sort of draw some blood and really set the tone for the whole debate, which was much more aggressive. And Joe Biden was really the focus of the debate. I should say his 30 point lead in the polls was the focus of the debate. Uh, And he really didn't seem well prepared to respond to some of the accusations he should have known were coming.
1: Yeah, it seemed that way to us as well. Did Kamala Harris seem as strong to you as she seemed to us?
5: Well, it's a debate, and that is, woman is a former prosecutor, and I think she was, uh, her jury, the, the jury she was talking to was the American voter, and I think she, she was just laying out her case and was prepared to do it. She she certainly was poised up there and and seemed very comfortable joking, and, and it seemed like uh, it, it was her stage last night.
2: Yeah, Harris and Biden got a lot of time, as did uh, Biden and, rather, uh, Sanders and Buttigieg, Uh, What about some of the lesser-known candidates, anybody that seemed to maybe break through even a little bit?
5: Well, Andrew Yang certainly has people talking about his guaranteed minimum income proposal. Uh, If you ever listen to him in detail and he talks about how many jobs will be disappearing over the next few years, it's all pretty frightening. So a, a guaranteed minimum income seems pretty good. Uh, John Hickenlooper, the governor of Colorado, can lay out some pretty good points, and he's very bipartisan. I told him last night he even had his bipartisan tie on it that donkeys and elephants on there. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure he's the most exciting person, but he certainly does have a history of, of doing uh, some, some bipartisan deals. And Marianne Williamson was just out in left field, uh, physically and every other way, and talking <laughs> about love and, and that, you know, guru stuff that she is. Yeah,
1: we beat um, Donald Trump with love. I somehow don't think so.
5: <laughs> right? So but you know, but give her the credit, she's like, you know, we're all talking policy up here, but nobody's talking about how to beat Donald Trump, which you know I'm sure some people agree with that, that the people that want to see Donald Trump out of office.
8: Any major surprises to you from the debate?
5: I I thought the the fact that Joe Biden sort of wasn't as prepared really was the surprise to me. I thought he'd have a few more zingers in his pocket ready to go. I mean, he had to expect an age joke or something, and I thought it would have been prepared. Um, Well, it wasn't a
1: joke, but he did get, you know, as you said, Swalwell said, you know, he said it's time to pass the torch 32 years ago, and it still is time. And it was kind of a a shot, I thought, at uh, Biden. And I, I think age has caught up with him. I really do. I mean, Nothing wrong with that, but that's the reality. He's 76. I think he's slow. He, he searches for words, stumbles over other words, and he's just not quick on the retort.
5: No, and then Bernie Sanders was just raring to go. I mean, he was Bernie. You know, he didn't disappoint. You got, but but he delivered a good performance for what he does, and and he was on point, and he did have all those arguments, and you could see him get fired up. Joe Biden didn't look very emotional at any time, but you know, Bernie was raring to go.
2: Yeah, it, it proves age is just a number, as we we often say, and it affects different people different ways. Yeah, and it seems to
1: have uh, been a bigger problem at this stage for seventy-six-year-old. Uh, Joe Biden than it is for 77- or 78-year-old Bernie Sanders. We'll see how the Democrats feel about it all. Our man Rory O'Neill in Miami. When are you coming back home to us,
5: buddy? Uh, slowly. <laughs> I want to take a nap first, if that's all right.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, you got a lot on. of folks feeling that way. Rory, thank you so much for joining us from Miami and giving us your perspective on the debates that you covered both nights.
5: Frank, we'll see you Monday morning.
1: Yes, you better. Absolutely.
5: (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) I'm
1: counting on it. There you go. We all are. Good deal. Terrific guy, and we're really glad that he was our man, and he was uh, giving reports for countless stations all around the country. Uh, But we were first in line, and that was a good thing. Mike in St. Cloud has perspectives on uh, both the Democrat debates. We got some textures weighing in here, and we'd like to get your take as well. We got more sound to share as well. So stay with us. It is all coming your way. It is joining us this headline right now. Senate Democrats will force a vote today to demand President Trump seek the approval of Congress before taking any military action against Iran. The president said at the G20 summit in Japan, where he is now, that he is in no rush to address rising tensions with Iran. He said that he hopes it all works out in the end, but if it doesn't, that everybody will be hearing about it. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories throughout the morning every day on Good Morning Orlando. <laughs>
0: iHeartRadio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
2: It's good morning, Orlando. And along with the Budman, Yaffe and Melissa, I'm Alan Spector, and we are, of course, talking about the second of two Democratic presidential debates held last night in Miami. Joe Biden had by far the most airtime. Uh, not by far, but he had the most airtime last night. And the most night.
1: error time, I thought, yeah, too. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that did not always work to his advantage. For instance, there was this moment uh, when moderator Chuck Todd asked all 10 candidates to explain what's the first thing they would do on the first day of their presidency. And Joe Biden responded.
4: The first thing I would do is make sure that we defeat Donald Trump. Okay. Period. Period.
2: Now, ideally, if you're in office as president of the United States, you will have already defeated your predecessor.
1: There's another sign that Joe Biden has is, is lost something off the fastball to be charitable. Clearly either wasn't listening or not retaining what, what the question was. At any rate, let's go to Bernie Sanders right now. I mean, he was just rock-solid Bernie, way off the left side of the political scale, as are now most of the Democrats. That was evident last night. Here's Bernie Sanders with the biggest Trump-bashing moment of the night.
9: The American people understand that Trump is a phony, that Trump is a pathological liar and a racist, and that he lied to the American people during his campaign. He said he was going to stand up for working families. Well, President Trump, you're not standing up for working families when you try to throw 32 million people off the health care that they have, and that 83 percent of your tax benefits go to the top 1 percent. That's how we beat Trump. We expose him for the fraud that he is.
1: That came early, and I thought there'd be a lot more heavy-duty Trump bashing, but um, there wasn't as much of it as I would have expected. There was also a a very interesting moment or two when polls were taken by the moderators, Alan.
2: Yeah, on the topic of immigration, uh, when asked if they support government-funded health care for illegals and making crossing our border illegally no longer a crime, all 10 Democrats raised their hands.
3: Raise your hand if if your government plan would provide coverage for undocumented immigrants.
8: raise your hand if you think it should be a civil offense rather than a crime to cross a border
10: without documentation. (laughs) Can we keep the hands up so we can see them?
1: Wow, and that prompted this tweet from half a world away from Trump at the the G20 summit in Japan. All Democrats just raised their hands for giving millions of illegal aliens unlimited health care. How about taking care of the American citizens first? And then he tweeted, that's the end of that race. That remains to be seen, but I'll tell you, it really, it really shows you how dominant the left wing of the Democrat Party has become on that stage last night. And one reason why Biden took so much incoming, uh, you know, presenting himself, relatively speaking, as a moderate. Mike, you've been watching, you've been listening to us. Good morning from St. Cloud on the debate and last night's debate and the one before it
10: good morning bud and everyone else i just wanted to uh comment on something i would spoken to about last about uh about joe biden i believe he's picking up a new nickname it's not going to be sleepy joe it's going to be senile joe so he's fading fast tulsi gabbard and of course kamala harris came across as the two strongest but tulsi has a military record, Mm -hmm. she's soft on the eyes, she has radio voice, just like Melissa Fox has radio voice, and so she's palatable to both men and women. Kamala Harris, her anchor around her neck, she's the mistress. Men don't take the mistress seriously. What do you mean she's the mistress? Help us with that. She had that incident with that powerful politician in California where she mysteriously rose to power as she's in a relationship, an inappropriate relationship. Oh, I, okay. I thought, I thought
1: you meant she had the demeanor of a mistress. I wasn't no, sure you were referencing that.
10: Is, and women are turned off by the mistress. They don't trust them. They All don't right. like them. They're angry at them. And she has a problem with that.
1: Interesting, Mike. Yaffe, what about it? You're an astute observer of the political yes, scene. Yes, watch yes, the debate I As am. I did last night.
8: I think they're all crazy. Every single one in the <laughs> debate, on both of them are just nuts. That is my take on it. Unbelievable, <laughs> some of the stuff that they were coming up with.
1: How about we give the, the, <laughs> the textures a little light of day here?
8: Okay, I guess they're going to be nicer about it than me. One person said uh, Kamala Harris will be the Democrat nominee. She is poised and accomplished California liberal Democrat that Trump cannot make fun of in a public forum. Then another person tweeted another compliment for Kamala. Says, Kamala, I thought it's yeah. Kamala. No,
1: okay. no, no! Inspector here has been—he's he's the keeper of the king's
8: English I on how to pronounce word, her first name. I thought the correct word was Kamala.
2: Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Kamala. So it's
8: not Kamala. Kamala, it's not Kamala. It's Kamala.
2: And by the way, her stepkids call her Mamala. So oh do they really do we might, have to do that are, are well you, that might help you help remind you how to pronounce comma, hang who, on before
1: before who, we head into the news here uh give us that compliment that you were working on here
8: harris was absolutely <laughs> unbelievable yeah, there you go. by far the most presidential person on the stage i don't claim one party or the other i vote on the issues but after just two hours i can't imagine my vote going to anyone else
1: i predict off these this debate that Biden loses most, if not all, of his lead, and that's a lot, and that Kamala Harris um, is back in the game and will be top tier the next time polls are taken. Um, We're going to move on beyond the debates. Alan, first of all, though, get everybody joining us up to date on the news, if you will.
2: Well, Bud, we've got a couple of controversial Supreme Court rulings, and locally, a man found dead in the jaws of a gator. Those stories and others, plus our Elsewhere segment... And traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 830 on Good Morning Orlando.
1: We need a black bear hunt, and we need it badly. And I will explain why shortly. But right now, Alan's going to bring us up to news, uh, on the news, uh, up to date on the news. We talked earlier about some key Supreme Court rulings at the tail end of their term that came down yesterday. What do we know?
2: They were highly anticipated, Bud, and they have some implications for the Trump administration. John Decker reports from the White House.
11: Following the Supreme Court's five to four decision putting on hold the Trump administration's plan to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census, the president tweeting, I have asked the lawyers if they can delay the census no matter how long until the United States Supreme Court is given additional information from which it can make a final and decisive decision on this very critical matter in a separate case a divided supreme court has made it all but impossible for federal lawsuits to be filed over claims of excessive partisan gerrymandering at the white house john decker fox news
2: this news brought to you by trusco bank florida's hometown bank the house is sending president trump a 4.6 billion dollar humanitarian aid package for migrants at the southern border The Senate-approved bill passed with overwhelming bipartisan support yesterday, despite objections from some Democrats who wanted a bill with more protections for migrants. Detectives are investigating after a man was found dead in a canal in Polk County, apparently in the jaws of an alligator. The discovery was made near a phosphate mine site in Fort Meade, south of Lakeland, yesterday morning. An employee of the mine company Mosaic told his supervisor, who in turn called 911. Yes, one of my
5: employees on inspection at the mine found a body floating in one of our hydraulic dishes with a gator a
2: hold of it. The cause of the man's death is unknown. The gator was shot and killed by fish and wildlife agents. Good news for Florida drivers. None of America's 15 riskiest roads are found in the Sunshine State according to the latest rankings from Allstate. Allstate spokesperson Carrie Mather explains why the study is done each year.
10: Because we want to make a positive change in those communities and help them to improve their infrastructure and roadway safety.
12: Baltimore has the riskiest roads, while others on the riskiest list include Boston, L.A. and several other California cities. We
10: are actually reaching out to these um, jurisdictions that are responsible for each of these risky roads to see how we can help them.
12: Back to Florida, where Cape Coral just makes the top 10 safest cities, while Port St. Lucie is ranked 14th best. Joel Malkin, News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
2: And a reminder, Florida's new texting while driving law takes effect on Monday. It makes texting while driving a primary offense. It will require hands-free usage of wireless communication devices in work zones, school zones, and at school crossings. Exceptions include using a device for navigation or emergency alerts. And elsewhere, LeBron James has a gift for a soon-to-be teammate. King James is giving up his number 23 to Anthony Davis. Once the trade between New Orleans and Los Angeles becomes official, Davis has worn the number all seven years he's been in the league. ESPN reports James is expected to return to the number six he wore with the Miami Heat. James wore 23 during both stints with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Which was... Michael Jordan's number, right? Yeah, and that's why it's very popular exactly. with NBA I'm players. Exactly. I'm he gave it away. Yep, he is. A Michigan woman is thanking a gas station clerk for reminding her not to forget her lottery tickets. Dawn Zent of Gel- Shelby Township says a store clerk at the Marathon Station recommended she buy Powerball tickets, so she did. Then when she was about to leave the tickets behind, the clerk reminded her to take them She wound up winning $1 million on Saturday, thanks to that clerk. Oh, get out of here. Another person bumbling into riches. Zent says she'll use some of the money for home improvements. The rest will be saved for her retirement. I want to know, where's the tip for the clerk who reminded her (laughs) to take her tickets? Finally, there's a big stink in the Bronx. The corpse flower, one of the largest flowers in the world, is about to bloom at the New York Botanical Garden. Smells like dead bodies? Yeah, it gives oh. off a distinctive odor, which some say is like roadkill in the hot summer oh, sun. Oh, nasty. Mm. During its 24 to 36 hours of peak bloom... Fans say the stench is part of its popularity, and that's why officials live-stream the event on social media.
1: Maybe there's enough bad smells in the Bronx that it won't be noticed, you it, know? It's covering up all the other ones.
8: <laughs> it's a good smell for them. <laughs> it they're like, oh, it smells like ah, home. It might and, be. Ah,
2: an upgrade. Find more on these <laughs> stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. elsewhere,
0: elsewhere, elsewhere, elsewhere.
2: With Alan Spector.
1: All right, Alan, thanks. You know, a couple of years ago, we had a black bear hunt here in Florida to pare the population down, and a lot of you were angry with me for backing it. And you were, you were about ready to initiate a bud hunt. Well, I'm on the warpath about this again, and uh, I'll tell you why here in just a moment. We need to start hunting black bears, and we need to do it now. And we cannot not hunt them just because they're cute. Okay? Let's talk about it. Do you think we need a black bear hunt? I think you will after I make the case, but either way, I'd love to hear from you. 407-916-5400. Text line open at 23680. Standard message and data rates applying there. The black bear hunt. A case for it and your take on it right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in only two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Updating this international headline for you, Uh, Senate Democrats are forcing a vote today to demand President Trump seek the approval of Congress before taking any military action against Iran. The president said at the G20 summit in Japan that he is in no rush to address rising tensions with Iran, saying further that he hopes it all works out with Iran in the end, but if it doesn't, that everyone will be hearing about it. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando.
0: From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox.
1: Florida black bears are magnificent animals. They're at the top of the food chain. Apparently, they have no predators, okay? And we protect them to the extreme and have for years. And so they are proliferating. Their population is exploding. So is the human population, and that's the problem. They have less and less habitat, so they are spilling out onto ours. And uh, in 2015, and we got into it on the show here, we had the return of a bear hunt, um, the state's first in two decades. And I think we need it to pare the population down to control that population. You know, and it's just because you know they're giant teddy bears. I'm sorry, you can't not hunt them just because they're cute. We we, 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 go, we shoot rabbits, we shoot deer, whatever else, and population control is a big part of that. Um, listen, in 2015, they brought the bear hunt back. Do you remember that? It only lasted after two days. There was a public hue and cry about it, and they had hunters out there, and there were more black bear killed than they had expected. They shut it down. There's never been a bear hunt since. And I think it's just because everybody was, no, you can't kill those beautiful, cute little bears. Well, they're not cute little. I'm sorry. They're overpopulated. We need to have a massive gator hunt and a massive black bear hunt here. And how bad is it? Listen to this. The Sentinel reporting that a black bear was killed this Wednesday on I-4 in Orlando. On I-4, the second black bear to die in two days on the interstate. Uh, it was the 83rd Florida bear to die in a collision with a vehicle so far this year. You know, and it puts people at risk as well as killing the bears. It was the 5th on I-4 since the new year began. Did you know that? There was a bear hit and killed in Seminole County Tuesday, and um, that was on westbound I-4, County Road 46A, busy area. Also, two bears died on June 15th and 16th, the Sentinel reports, in crashes on a stretch of I-4 in Volusia County. A black bear caused a five-vehicle crash on Interstate 75 southbound on the 6th of June. Um, Statistics show 25 bears killed on I-4 in Central Florida since 2014. Um, Hey, listen. I'm sorry. We have to start hunting black bears. This needs to happen. This is dangerous. It's deadly for the bears, but dangerous for people. Now, where are you on reinstituting the bear hunt that we only had O2 briefly in 2015. The human population is not going anywhere, and it will continue to grow. And the animal population has to give ground. We have a system for doing that. We hunt all kinds of animals to control their population, not just to satisfy the wants of hunters. We need to do the same thing with the magnificent Florida black bear. And after what's being reported here with these big critters all over the interstate highway at the public's peril, I hope you agree with me. Do you or not? Should we have a black bear hunt or not? 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680. Final look at headlines in sports, a big day in women's soccer. The American women face their biggest test yet as they battle host France in Paris in today's quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup. Game time, our time, 3 p.m. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. News,
0: weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
1: Alan, I've been doing some thinking during the break here, and I'm a man of the people, a man of reason, and I'm willing to drop my demand for a return to a black bear hunt on a regular basis under one condition. And what is that? And I want you to get on this for me. I want you to convince 10 million people now living in Florida to leave the state. Cut the human population down, then we don't have to hunt the bears and there'll be plenty of room for them.
2: Well, by my performance on the (laughs) air every morning, I think I'm driving away, you know, several thousand every day. So you're already
7: on
1: to providing the public service.
7: Well,
1: (laughs) good. We'll continue to watch that.
7: What? We're going to hunt people and make room for the bears? I'm
1: confused. No, no, no. 10 million people have to leave Florida. Oh, we're just going to relocate. Room for the
7: bears. Got it.
1: Okay. okay. There we go. Um, what about it? What do you think on this, Yaffe? Back to the bear hunt? We did it I only mean, briefly and people were up in arms.
8: Between the bears, the iguanas, the pythons, the, the gators, alligators. Gators. I mean, no, there's a iguana problem too now. You didn't hear about that in That's 40? right. I mean, just between all of this, it's... Crazy here in Florida. I, I'm I'm okay with the bear hunt. I mean, we really need a multi-pronged strategy. You also need better trash cans and stuff like that too. But
7: what about it, Melissa? You uh, in for a bear hunt? Yeah, but I'd like to start with feral cats first. They're easy. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. We're oh, overrun but. by them too. Now, isn't a problem. The reason people don't want
1: bears hunted is because they're like giant teddy bears. Hey, boo boo. Yeah. You know, yeah. but we hunt bunnies, rabbits. They're they're as cute as can be. Well, we do. Wait a minute. Oh, now you're Squirrels? in, spectrum. Okay. Squirrels? <laughs> and Come on. Deer? Bambi? Snakes. Come on. That's a different category. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Do we need a bear hunt or not, Jeff? Good morning from Winter Springs.
5: Hey, Bud, I'm in. My concern is that it, I don't know how effective it will be. First off, like you said, we're, we are still have all the people. But second off, we're not going to hunt them in the areas that they're coming into and then second off i don't think they'll put the limits high enough like gators are still a problem we have a gator hunt every year and the limits are are, are not right. high enough that it's effective
1: i agree with you gotta,
5: that if you're going to do it you've got to do it so that it works
1: i agree with that a hundred percent you know and and with a public hue and cry when we knocked off about 300 bears in two days in 2015 there's going to be that resistance by state officials, you know, to letting the bear hunt progress to the point where you significantly pair the population. But wasn't
7: that based on really great weather? That's why we were able to capture and kill so many of them in those two days or three days? Uh,
1: You got me on that. I'm not sure. Charlie, you're in Orlando. Do we need a bear hunt or not?
10: Good morning, bud, man. Long time listener. Um, If there is a way that they can target the alpha males, the older bears, yeah. But in two thousand fifteen they actually somebody actually killed a a a nursing female.
1: I remember that.
10: But yeah, I'm all for it. I live right here at the four fourteen and four thirty four. They're in Lake Lotus Park right across the street. Yeah. And I mean, my landlord has a has a horse farm on Manuel Homes Road in Callaway. They had a bear taunting their horses. Yeah, I mean, and, and you're talking
1: 414, that's, that's Maitland Boulevard, not far from I-4, not far from us. You know, civilization. We're not talking about, the, you know, the middle of Ocala Forest. How about the textures on the bear hunt? Anybody with me, or are they all coming for me now with a bud hunt?
8: One person says, trap or sedate and relocate Bud. I'm not sure if he's what? saying uh, they should <laughs> relocate you or the bears. Yeah, right. I think it was Bud. Where, <laughs> sure.
2: where is the comma in that text? There, that's critically it's critically important. Uh, there not. was no comma. No. Oh, I think nasty! You, were trapping, you bud, guys. Yeah. Yeah. One
8: person says no bear hunt. Our state and counties need to limit development or reaching a saturation point yeah. in Seminole County.
1: I get it. Not going to happen. And the people aren't going anywhere.
7: And another one agrees. I think the Bug Man has a great I, Bug Man.
2: B-U-G, the they bug spelled it, the, the bug the, man. He
7: corrected it in <laughs> yeah. the next act. 10 million Democrats should leave the state immediately and <laughs> save the black bear. <laughs>
1: All right, good enough. Good one, bug man. Hey, you want to go to the movies for free? It's Adam Tickets right now. Here's your chance to get free movie tickets. Text them now. Text RECORD, R-E-C-O-R-D, to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win free movie tickets. And check out that amazing Adam's Ticket app. Yaffe, your amazing show for the ride home, folks. You need to keep your radio dial right where it is on WFLA.
8: Well, yeah, because P.M. Orlando is 5 to 6 p.m., and then you have to keep your radio dial there again because I'll be back on at 8 p.m., for Beyond Reason Radio, my in-depth analysis. Then,
1: is your girlfriend Steffi okay with you being on the air on Friday night? That's date night, man.
8: Believe it or not, I didn't have to ask permission. I am not controlled by her. Oh, yeah. really?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't look that way to us. Uh, but at any oh, rate, I'm giving a call. Listen, gang. Thanks for a great, a great show this morning, and have a great weekend from all of us. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.